Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There is a story for everyone here because every story matters. Welcome everyone to the Storybooks. This is the place to be if you are a lover of stories, learning new and interesting things, and if you want to grow abundantly. My name is Jay Phantom, and I believe it's my purpose to help you realize your worth and become the greatest and best version of you possible. I am grateful that you're here today. Now let's journey into the story box together and hear more about whose story will be unboxed today. Welcome back, my friends, to a very exciting episode of the Storybox podcast. Today, I have two incredible human beings on the show. Their names are Brenna DiMaccio and Liv Ritchie. These two ladies were super fun to actually speak with. And for those of you that don't know who they are, I'll read out uh, who Brenna is and then I'll read out who Liv is as well. They are super talented human beings, but Brenna is an American actress, TikToker and influencer who has amassed a body of work that encompasses both television and film. She was born in Chicago, Illinois. Brenna grew up on stage performing in a variety of musicals and theoretical productions. She can be seen in Disney Channel's movie Descendants. She can also be seen in Descendants 2 and Descendants 3 which you can go check out right now on the Disney Plus channel. Following her work in the Disney franchise, Brenna landed Lee roles on the Black Brat web series Keys and Overnights. In addition, she has earned guest starring roles in the hit ABC comedy series The Middle and CBS medical drama Code Black. Now, Liv Ritchie is uh, an in emerging independent singer-songwriter. She's incredibly talented, hailing from Chicago as well. She she creates music true to herself as she discovers the multitude of emotions associated with love and heartbreak. Through the use of deep and light vocals, she seamlessly fuses her nostalgic melodies that uh, that beat with the honest honesty in her lyrics Liv is a woman carving her own path in music and storytelling who uses her many strengths and interests to create music that is both bright and dark, real and magical. Earlier this year, Liv released her single Real and most recently Wake Up. Uh, They've got quite a few views on YouTube. You can go check them out if you like. But this was, once again, a fun conversation learning about uh, more of these girls and, and what they're doing in the world. So if you do get something from this conversation, then please share it around to all your friends and family. Don't forget, before you leave, to subscribe and leave a rating and review 
over on Apple Podcasts as well. All right, my friends, you know what time it is. It is time to journey with me into this story box and listen to the incredible wisdom, the advice, and the stories of none other than both my guests today, Brenna DiMaggio and Liv Ritchie. Thank you for having us. We're so excited. I'm excited to have you both here. Thank you for making the time to be here. Now, you're in uh, different parts of America, I believe, which is pretty cool. And I'm here in Sydney, Australia. So we're all over the place and yet we're able to connect, which is very exciting. Um, Now, I have to ask you both uh, a question that I normally ask all my guests at the very start anyway. And I'm curious who wants to go first. But the question is, what does success look like for you? Who wants to start us off? Starting off strong. I do that all the time. (laughs) Jump in the deep end. I know. I think I love that. I think what success looks like to me is um, uh, affecting and reaching people. Um, I think what I want to do with my career, music and acting, is I just want to make humans feel less alone and validate everything that they feel. Um, Because I know I struggle with that. So I think when I reach people or when I get messages um, being like, thank you so much for writing this or being in this, this helped me through this kind of point in my life. That's a success to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, that's really, really fulfilling to hear that. Um, and means I did my job, right. Mm. Let me come back to that. How about for you, Liv? That's good. I love everything you just said as well. I think my idea of success has changed a lot recently, actually. And I've seen a lot of growth um, in myself as an artist and, and what I desire and what I want. Um, definitely fulfilling my purpose, which I'm like always discovering. Um, I'm a big Christian. So being obedient to God within that and um, not having expectations of what it looks like in art, um, especially because with COVID and everything, there are so many external factors in the world that we can't control as an artist and putting things out there for people, um, definitely connecting with humans. And I think my idea of success is having like healthy, intentional relationships in my life um, and uh, connecting with people through art, um, collaborating with other people and finishing something like creating to me and finishing a project feels successful. Mm -hmm. Having people see it, is like a byproduct of that. But now currently to like finish something and have it to share with other people um, is very fulfilling to me as well. And yeah, loving on humans, serving, that all feels like success and purpose to me. Great answers. I want to come back to your answer in a moment too, Liv. I want to steer back to to Brenna's answer. And I want to ask you, Brenna, have you when was the moment for you that you realized your version of success was in fact success for you? Has it been this gradual continuation over over the course of your life, or was there more of a catalyst moment somewhere for you? I think it was definitely gradual, but because I started when I was 13 um, acting professionally and I had the chance to my first role be this amazing um, story about this young girl who was so insecure and um, didn't really love herself. And then she found this beauty in herself and, and, and blossomed in this young adult who found 
<clears throat> confidence and something that she was passionate and good at. Um, and in the films, it was creating and organizing these dances for her school. And it made everybody else so happy. So she was happy and she was so good at it. So her beauty came from her inner happiness of smiling instead of changing severely the way she looked or, or fitting somebody else's personality. It was truly about her. Um, and I think the moments that I get a lot is um, was at these meet and greets I did and these children coming up to me or these parents coming up to me being like, you know, you really helped my child through freshman year or middle school um, or or the feeling of not fitting in. And they they said what helped them is just as long as they love themselves and try their hardest at the end of the day, that's all they could do. And that it wasn't in their hands after that. Um, and that made me really happy. And, and I have been told a couple times, which is still so emotional for me, um, is people telling me that I saved their lives sometimes. And that hearing that is just absolutely crazy to me. And I'm just so grateful and thankful that I can do that for people. Um, um, and I think a lot of what I do when I watch actors or movies is for escapism um, or, or to feel less alone. Mm-hmm. And so I'm happy that I could do that. Mm-hmm. It's also so crazy, too, because you were like made to be put in that position. Like a lot of people could be in that position, but you're in that position. And that's like really special. You're such a good heart. You're such a good heart. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I love meeting people like you that also share the same values and uh, heart wise and people wise. And I have this tattoo on my arm that it's two hands touching because I do think human connection is like one of the biggest meanings of life to me. Um, So I'm happy that I can reach people that way. And the thing that connects us all and, and that reaches us with those two hands is what's, what's in the middle between all that is a story. It's your yeah. story. It's Liv's story. It's ability for us to get, get together and share our deepest, darkest secrets if we are comfortable, obviously, with sharing that. But realizing that if we do share that with people, then we can save lives. Like, mm-hmm. And you, had, you have a choice, Brenda, same with Liv, like with the kind of artwork that you do produce in the world what kind of leaders you're going to be and the way that you do show up with that kind of art is for me seeing it that successful because you are portraying the very good of humanity, the very good side of, of helping others. And that for me, that is amazing. And you can't like not appreciate that about you both. And uh, Liv, you were saying that you know, living in, in your purpose and you're a Christian, I know that's not an easy thing to 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 hold and, and to speak about because I myself am a Christian as well and hold those values very dear to my heart. And I, I still find it, I'm not ashamed at all, but I still find it challenging sometimes, like especially in this world, because it's kind of kind of like you're fighting against darkness almost all the time. All, so, literally all of the time, especially working in the entertainment industry. Yeah. Oh my goodness. There's darkness surrounding it all the time. And, and I'm pushing uh, against people's views and values all the time as well. But um, once again, connection is so important and learning from other people. And like even meeting Brenna, we um, have had the most beautiful conversations from not disagreeing, but like having different points of view in life um, and being able to uh, communicate in like a really wonderful way and um, never feeling judged or and always feeling seen. Um, 
so yeah, even our friendship within that. And like, she has never, ever judged me for my views and my faith and has always like listened to me and seen me through that. So mm. That that's admirable, and that's the way it should be. <laughs> For those absolutely, people that are listening, like you can doesn't matter what you believe in or who who you are. Really, that's you can come together and you can have relationships with people and not judge. And I think there's so much hate, there's so much disdain and division in the world today. Like we just got to find common ground, and that common ground is our stories, it's our hurts, it's trauma, you name it, whatever we've gone through. So I just want to acknowledge you both and say thank you for, I guess you can, I can say this, your friendship and the way you both are connecting with one another and the way that comes out in the world, because I see it all the way from Sydney, Australia. And I know a lot of people see it too, but one of the things that I, I did want to ask you Liv, and, and maybe Brenna, you can, um, tie into this as well in, in your experience in the entertainment industry, but Liv, have you, how have you been able to navigate the entertainment industry, especially in LA? Cause it's very cutthroat. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's been somewhat difficult. Like literally ever since I was 16, um, I always set high standards and I've had strong convictions, um, within the industry and what type of art I want to create or be a part of and what type of stories I want to be a part of. Um, and like when I was 16, I booked, um, a decently big film. It felt really, really big at the time being a young person in high school. Um, and I, I prayed a lot about it and didn't feel like it was right as a whole. Like my character, I had no problem with, but the story as a whole, I had, there were a few, um, things that I was struggling with and I had really great mentors at the time and they all encouraged me not to do it. And from then on, I was like, wow, this is going to be so difficult because I cannot say yes to everything. And especially when you're an aspiring artist and don't have the choice saying no in the industry is really difficult because people will blacklist you real quick. Like they're like, oh, she won't do that. Then no. So I've definitely like through a lot of prayer and a lot of really amazing people surrounding me had to create my own way into the industry. Um, and once again, not have expectations with what would happen, but that's when I like really turned to music as well. I was doing film at the time, but it was just really difficult with auditions because I was having to say no to a lot of things. Mm. Um, and my acting coach was actually like so amazing and is still so amazing through all of that because, um, we share similar beliefs and, um, he helped mentor me through that as well. Um, but music has been a huge outlet for that because I'm in control of the stories that, um, get to be told. And like, that's why I want to be a producer in film someday. So I have that control, um, and possibly hopefully get into screenwriting as well. Mm. So it has been extremely difficult, but, um, I've made incredible relationships along the way. And there's been like a lot of joy and triumph amongst the, the trials, but still a journey and I'm trying to just like choose to enjoy all of it. Mm, I love that. How about for you, Brenna? Have you found it challenging to navigate the entertainment industry? Oh, I truly have. I feel like, um, I feel like it's the, this industry is almost like a walking contradiction. Yeah. I feel like they say one thing one week and you're like, oh, okay, I'll fit that. And then next week they're like, actually, never mind. It's this. And you're like, okay, let me unlearn that and redo that. And then next week it's like, actually, wait, we're going to stay here for a while. And then we're a month later going to change it up again. So I think it's all about just like really 
what's helped me is like every single day going on deadline, every single day reading everything I can, like just trying to keep up with whether or not it moves front, back, sideways, diagonally, something. Um, It's very hurry up and wait until it's not. So um, I think just keeping up with the trends, the styles, the new it's is very difficult, but there's a pattern to everything at the end of the the day. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the hardest thing is just keeping up, keeping up with everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's draining and exhausting, but I love it and I'll never stop. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I think for women in the industry too, it's, I think it's gotten a lot better. I think it has a long way to go still. Um, even, even as just a human thing. Um, but I think it's difficult for me with body image and, all of that and will always be. Um, but I think as long as I feel comfortable with my talent and my skill, that's, that's all that should matter. Yeah. What inspires you both, I guess, to keep on going when you do have those bad days, is it more than just a love and a passion for what you do or is it something deeper than that? I feel almost, yeah. I just, I can't see myself doing anything else. And I feel this like burning hunger, not to be like, haha, see, I did it. And I didn't stop not only to myself, but to so many other people. It's a mixture of that, of like persistence and consistency and determination, but also like, I just, it's like a feeling. I feel it in my bones. I feel it in my bones. I feel it in my heart. I feel this is what I meant to do. And I can't wait Cause I've already done so much that I love, but I can't wait for the day. I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm so proud of you. You did it. Um, cause I know my parents are proud of me and I know my grandparents are proud of me and so many of my friends and I am proud of myself. I just want to get to a place where I feel like I can just breathe for a second, but also I'm scared. I'm scared of that cause my biggest fear is complacency. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like the rush, but it's also, I can't wait. Yeah, I, I can relate to you there. <laughs> the complacency <laughs> side of things. I have a saying that I think you both might like. And Brenna, you, I like how you said uh, the persistence and the consistency side of things. And this might help tie it all, all together. But my saying is be persistent to remain consistent at the things that you want. So if you have that burning desire within you to do this, then you've got to be persistent at it. Otherwise, if you're not persistent, you won't be consistent. Because when I am persistent, consistency is like the flow on effect of that. And not many people realize that they say, Oh, I'm just going to be consistent, but then ignore the persistence side of things, or I'm going to be, you know, that that's it. Like that's enough for me. But I say to people, first and foremost, be persistent, don't give up. And if you have that in a, I like how you mentioned, like it's just deep in your bones. Like you just know. Um, And that's the way I feel as well. Like, and I was, I didn't always feel that way. So I just wanted to relate back to to what you said and um, Brenna, uh, live for you. Like, what keeps you going? What what inspires you during the bad and, and difficult times? Um, I think like there's no option in my life but to create. Like, I was made to create. So even when um, other things aren't going well. Um, like the business side of things or whatever, like I'll always, I'll always sit down and start singing. I'll always sit down and start writing like art reflects life, life reflects art. So I see art in everything. Um, and like little things remind me to keep going because I find 
I find art and um, create from the mundane. So, and I'm, I'm inspired by other people around me. I, I like to put myself in positions to be inspired by um, smart, creative, lovely people that are around me. Um, and so that's kind of who I turn to when other things aren't going well. But I, I never really feel a lack of inspiration because even a lack of inspiration is inspiration to me. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. Yeah. It kind of like, it kind of like forces you to create in a way. Like Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Cause when I'm sad or like when I feel unmotivated, I'm, I, I take my guitar and my piano. I'm like, okay, let's write about it. Somebody right. else feel this way too. So. <laughs> yep. You just force through it. You just force through the, the, I call it the creative block. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've faced the same thing, but which kind of, ties into my next question for you both. What do you mean? What do you think it means to be creative? Oh, that's good. You want me to go first? Ed? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at you waiting for you to go first. <laughs> um, I think, I think being creative <clears throat> um, for me means like, progression. I feel like I never want to stop being in development mm. or like developing as a person, as an artist, as a human. Um, so I feel like being creative, if I accomplish something that I think that I, that I, I have like my, my creative, creative juices flowing, I, I you know, I, I get more things done in one day or I like I write a song or I have a beautiful idea for a short and I get that out. I'm like, that's progression for me, no matter what whether I'm learning from it or I put it out there, I feel like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm explaining that well, but I hope it makes a little bit of sense. Hmm, I get you. Have a feeling. Um, I think for me, it's finding unique ways to tell stories and maybe like finding ways to tell stories that other people have not yet. Um, and, and, for me, I love being creative in a way where like I, I take things that um, are easy to communicate, but telling it in a, or easy to like listen to or watch or something, but um, telling in a way that's like just a bit different where somebody's like, oh, I, I, I feel that I understand that, but I didn't know I felt that. You know what I mean? That's like my favorite thing to do in art. And like, I love I love playing around with um, heavy and light. So, so finding ways to tell heavy stories in a light way or light stories and maybe like a darker way. Um, that's one of my favorite ways to be creative. Now I'm not remembering what the question was, but hopefully I answered it. <laughs> that's all right. You answered it quite well actually you both did and i know it's a difficult question to sort of think about on the spot um the way i look at i guess being creative and, and you have those creative processes and uh I, I guess the where i'm creative the most is in the shower and when i'm going for a run as well surprisingly oh, same my goodness it's such a weird thing but it's because you're so grounded I think in reality and oftentimes we miss, we miss that grounding because of how busy we often get in life. Uh, The noise that oftentimes just, I guess it distracts our creative flow. 
Um, and I have I that conversation. Like all of my people. songs in the shower. Yes, I, I, I think of all my stories in the shower. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. crazy. I think one thing we fail at sometimes is like living in the now. And yep. it's so much yeah. easier said than done. But like when we're showering or running, we have no choice but our brains to live in the now. What we're doing in the shower, mm-hmm. we're showering. We're thinking about what, it, like, it's very simple. When we're running, we're making sure we don't trip. We're looking at the ground. We're just going. We're living in the now. But mm-hmm. if we sit down at a desk and we're like, okay, two hours from now, I need to have something down. I want to be, I want something to happen. Yep. It's like, oh, it's gone. It's not there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we're constantly living in the past or the future. I feel like we forget that the now is so relevant as well. Yeah. Can you imagine how creative, I guess we would all be if we were to remove all those distractions on any given day? I, I think that's why a lot of people, the phones, the phones, uh, computers. <laughs> I, I mean, if we were just to go out, I'm not saying this is a, you know, like everyone should do it, but just imagine what it would be like the amount of things that we would come up with, uh, for ourselves, like artwork stories, you name it. If we just removed a ton of the distractions, like that, I, don't know, I that's my crave those at. moments so much in life. Like I, I live for those moments where I don't feel distracted, where it isn't noisy, where I have people around me who also aren't distracted and can just like appreciate the world. Oh, those are the best moments to me. Yeah. I need more of them too, <laughs> actually, which is why I get up super early, go for a run. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should have more than one shower a day, shouldn't I? <laughs> just for the <laughs> sake of getting more creative. But um, I, I wanted to ask you both, this, is, this might be another difficult question, but it, it revolves around the, uh, the area of creativity. But what would you say has been the most vulnerable moment for you both when you were being creative? Oof. I'm coming with the tough questions today. <laughs> mm you can take some time to think about it it's okay (laughs) shoot I have a couple but I have one that's coming to mind right away um and I was I'm I'm I finished an EP that a few of those songs are coming out I don't know if we're we're releasing the whole EP but I was um writing a lot this past summer and the summer before that and this was sometime in between, I don't know, COVID, that years of blur or whatever, but it was sometime there. Um, I was riding on a ranch. We were trying to finish the CP. We were like, we need a ballad. We had um, written a bunch of funk, pop, dancey songs, and we kind of needed a ballad. And um, my producer, a couple of days beforehand, had been playing some chords on the piano. And I thought it was like really beautiful. So I was like, somebody voice memo that real quick because I don't want him to forget that. And he will. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know if we'd ever come back to it. So they're like, we need to write a ballad. And I was like, oh shoot, I don't, I, I don't know what I want to write about currently. Um, because I was just drained from everything else we'd written. And, um, I asked him to start playing those chords again. He pulled up the voice memo and, um, he's like, do you have an idea? And I was looking through my journal entries. A lot of my songs come from journal entries. Um, and there was 
a journal entry that started with, and I wrote it the night after a really difficult breakup. Like I thought I was going to marry this person and it was miserable and so, so, so heartbreaking for me. And this journal entry started with, I don't trust my thoughts at 4am. Um, and the whole thing goes, um, on about how just like all of my insecurities and thinking that like maybe everything was there, there were all my problems, all of his, whatever. I was just carrying all of the weight of, of this relationship. Um, and I just started singing that line. I feel like I'm giving this away because I'm not releasing this song for it, but that's okay. I'm an independent artist, so I can do what I want. Nobody's gonna stop me. <laughs> There's no lawyers kind of knock at your door later or my door for that fact. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we started writing a song from there and we recorded, um, we wrote it so fast cause we just took everything from the journal entry and recorded the whole thing in tears. Like, and we kept all of the raw vocals. So that's what I'll be releasing eventually. Um, but that was probably like the most vulnerable thing. One of the most vulnerable things I had created and hardest too easiest to create, but hardest to create at the same time. And also like the biggest release. Um, like, you know, how sometimes as an artist, you can't let things go until you make something from it. Yep. Um, that was, that was one of those, those moments. And then like when you're collaborating people with people and having to do that in front of them and, and share all those things about you that you're trying to like understand yourself. Um, so yeah, long story short, that was my most vulnerable moment. No, I appreciate you sharing that. How about for you, Brenna? I think my most vulnerable moment, also thank you for sharing that as well, um, was as an actor, um, I was uh, taught in the beginning to use substitution for like sad moments or crying or anger. And that never helped me because I was just like, well, if I'm thinking about something that makes Brenna sad, how does that relate to a character I played April, how does that make her sad? Why would she be sad about that? That doesn't, it doesn't pertain to her life. Um, so then I started studying a different technique as in just think your character's thoughts and it'll come that situation that's written happened to you in that moment, feel it. So, uh, over the years I've created this little switch because that's kind of scary diving so far into another person. You can kind of lose yourself a little bit and it's hard to get out of. So I have this switch now that I luckily have developed over the years of, I can just turn it on and I can shut it off going into those very deep emotional moments. But I had one and it was, you know, it was a a 13 hour day filming night night my movie my new movie uh, that's coming out soon in november 16th (laughs) um thank you i'm very excited for it it should be very good and um it was a moment where it was a very big moment at the end of the film and it was very aggressive very emotional very on the edge of your seat. And we filmed it for about five hours. Um, and it is also contains me sobbing and frantically searching for something to do to fix this situation that happens. I don't want to give anything away. Um, but it was very hard for me to then stop and move on to another scene that was completely different. It was very hard for me to get out of a little bit. And I was like, Ooh, that's a different that's a different feeling. Luckily, we, we had an amazing director, Nikki Koss, who like, you know, helped me a lot through that and gave me the, me the time I needed. Um, and it just further pointed my view towards I need to create more switches for myself. Yeah. Um, so it, that doesn't happen because it's very easy to fall into that. So I think that's why I felt very vulnerable. 
Well, thank you so much for both of you sharing those stories. And Brenna, like, I can't wait to see the film. It's coming out. Is it coming out on Netflix? Where's it coming out? Select theaters, um, VOD, um, and I, I'll. Uh, you can go to nightnightmovie.com to view more information on how to watch it. Very exciting. And for you, Liv, where can people find your new uh, album when it does come out, new apps when it comes out? It'll be on all platforms, but I'm constantly posting about it on social media. And As you I do. Think my, my handle <laughs> is the love you live for everything. What would you say that you love the most about yourself first and foremost? And secondly, what you love the most about your story? No, oh, that's a sweet question. That's a sweet question. I think the thing I love most about myself is that I have been through very hard times um, with friendships and also relationships, romantic and not. Um, and I, I just haven't found... Um, I, I just have come across and chosen the wrong people a lot yep. of the time. Let's just say that. And that's also on me. Um, Liv is not one of them. She is amazing. Um, but I am so proud of myself that even though the love I've given people has been just torn down, taken for granted, smashed in the dirt, it hasn't changed. And I still love the same big, big way that I always have. And I think I really love that. Um, I've kept that with me and I haven't let myself go cold um, or numb. Um, And I'm very proud of myself for that. I think what I love about my story is that I truly do work so hard for myself and I try every day to believe in myself as much as I can. Um, And I love that Oh, that's a hard one. I think, I I think that's it. I think I just really love where I came from. And I love um, that my family has always supported me through and through and has never once questioned what I wanted or like they have just been so amazing. So I think I'm really, I'm, I really love that. I love how much support I have around me. Mm. Mm. That is good. That is good. How about for you, Liv? Um, For me, I think one thing I love about myself is um, the joy I have in life. Cause I think similarly, like I, we have a lot of things, you know, that, um, that could make us just kind of like cold and um, living life in despair. And I, I don't feel that I feel a lot of hope and joy in my life um, and find joy in suffering, not from the suffering, but like amidst suffering, um, and then what I love about my story is definitely, definitely the, um, the, the strength I've had in my life and the people that have been in my life, like the characters in my life, um, have been so wonderful and, um, have, um, caused me to have a lot of growth in my life. And hopefully I've, um, invested in, in them as well. And I've had a really great family to, kind of come alongside this journey with me and great friendships mm-hmm. and, and a lot of, a lot of like genuine love in my life and in my story. I feel like a lot of people lack that in their life. And I feel really, really blessed to have like genuine unconditional love. Yes. I love both of those answers. And, you know, for both of you, you know, I, I can relate in the fact that I've had failed relationships and what Brenna was saying, 
you know, you can be open, but you can also have boundaries set in place mm-hmm. so that you don't get burned again. And you're always on the lookout for those same people that oftentimes, and I, I failed at this as well, repeat the same mistake again, because you either uh, rush into things or you get impatient or you, you trip yourself up oftentimes. And um, sometimes they say the love is blind quite often. And it's because we put the blinder on ourselves. I really believe that. Um, we, we convince ourselves of certain things that aren't really there. Uh, and yeah, it's just, you got to try and be very, very careful and mindful, but I'm glad that you both met and you both have created this, this work together. So I guess I wanted to ask you, uh, how did you both meet and whose idea was it to collaborate? What a fun story we're about to tell. Sorry. We know something about what you were just saying because we've gone through heartbreak. <laughs> um, so we met at a party and um, we didn't like click or start talking right away. Brenna's pretty outgoing. I'm like fairly shy. Um, I just remember her complimenting my pants and like, you know how sometimes you just hang on to certain compliments. I hung on to that for whatever reason. Um, and then we started oh, talking. Every pair of pants you've ever worn since then, every pant you've worn, I'm like, that's good pants. <laughs> I'm flattered. I have a, yeah, I have a lot of pants. Um, anyways, we uh, started talking eventually and we were talking about our boy problems as girls do sometimes, you know? <laughs> and, um, we started giving each other advice. We are both kind of struggling, but our stories were sounding just like, weirdly similar Mm -hmm. um and we started to realize that it was about it became evident and clear um that it was about the same person which was extremely unfortunate Uh, and then we didn't we didn't like talk after that or anything it was like obviously a bummer and pretty sad um but I was talking to another friend who knows both of us and um telling him the story and he was like, you know, Brenna can sing, right? And I was like, you're kidding. <laughs> um, so I texted her and she came over not long after that. And we started writing a song in my kitchen um, and just like talked about it more in detail and uh, about where we were at and um, how it affected both of us. And um, then eventually brought in my co-writer too to help us out a little bit. Um and yeah, we, we wrote a song. So like strangely meant to be yeah. super unfortunate circumstance. Strangely super unfortunate, but meant to be. And our creative process was so quick. So fast. so fast. Yeah. So, so wait, um, let me, let me backtrack a little bit there. <laughs> so, um, you both, I, am I correct in saying you both dated the same person at different times? Yeah, it's it's complicated and timeline is like somewhat trippy and complicated. And like there were certain things that I didn't understand when everything was going down and like who was talking to who at once. Um, yeah. But it was it it was messy and not great, but it yeah. happened. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that that happened to you both, but no. <laughs> I laugh about it now. I can like cope with it now, but like it yeah. wasn't fun. She's, she's way better than him anyway. So, you know, I won. You know, yeah. I remember we were sitting at the table about to like start writing the song and you looked at me and you were like, you deserve so much better. And I was so flattered that you were telling me that and just that we had like 
shared this experience together. It almost like felt better. I'm glad it was you and not somebody else, I guess. There's a silver lining to everything, isn't there? There is. Silver lining. Yeah. Well, yeah, not, not the best, but we got a good song out of it. So and is that, yeah. is that the song that you guys came up with? Uh, don't want you back. Is that the one? Yeah, that's, that's don't want you back. Ah, okay. And it came from the, the kitchen table. <laughs> it came from the kitchen table. That is so cool. What a story. Well, I appreciate you both sharing that. And I know it probably wasn't the easiest thing to share, but um, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you the, the last two questions for you. This is more of a fun question because I know we've sort of been a little bit heavier today. Um, but what would you say has been the weirdest food combination you've ever tried? Okay, listen. Let's listen, do it. It's, weird, it's my favorite. And I can say this because I'm 21 now and I'm going to lie and say, I didn't try this until I was 21 and I get, I didn't get drunk until I was 21. But <laughs> listen to me, the best drunk snack and I've eaten it, not drunk before too. It's so good. Pickles and mayonnaise. I will grab full pickles, dip it in mayonnaise and eat it. It's the best. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I feel about this yet. Don't find me out. Hey, don't knock it till you try it. I swear to God. I swear. I swear to gosh. I swear. <laughs> it is so good. It is so good. I th- I think the uh, the fact that you're you're still 21 and you're saying that you like pickles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. No, like. Right. You know, I've I've never been drunk in my life. I've never touched a drop of alcohol. But the pickles thing, or the and the mayonnaise thing, there's certain things that don't go together. I believe this, even though it is really, really weird. Nothing goes with pickles, in my opinion. Okay, I would I beg to differ with that. Okay, you're allowed to go for it. Pickles on a burger? Are you kidding? No, 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 no. I take those off. I, you nah, nah. It oh, ruins the, it ruins the flavor of the burger. And I know my my uh, friends that are in the hospitality industry and they make burgers are going to kill me for saying that. Yeah, but ah, uh, anyway. <laughs> and I love pickles. Have you seen the trend on TikTok where like people have some I don't know random weird food and then they pour something else on it and then they do the whole like no 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 I know what you're please, can you please do that with your pickles and mayonnaise I know what you're talking about no, no I expected I expect to see that as your next TikTok yeah can you imagine how more famous you'd be no you're kidding you do oh but you know what. I, I really do, but it's a more disgusting combo. We did pepperoni, raspberry jam, mozzarella, pickles, and something else, and we ate it, and it was delicious. Mm. <laughs> I'm very weird. I, like, I like, like, I just like it. It's yummy. It must be your Italian. It is, because it's, yeah, I, I, it's because we like the cracker, the avocado, the salam, the the raspberry jam, and then we like the honey as well. It's like the sweet. Those are normal sweet things, sport. though. Those are normal things. Whatever you described <laughs> before, this is not normal. <laughs> hey, she said it, not me. <laughs> I, I don't even have an answer to this question because what you said is so interesting. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I eat normally. Maybe my taste buds are just more evolved than y'all's. Maybe. Yeah, probably. I, 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 I don't know. Like, I, you got to live. 
Sorry. I drink a lot of hardcore green juices. That's like the most interesting thing I do. Yeah, you do. You hardcore. Yeah, like parsley and celery and like kale, all sorts of greens. But that's not interesting. Your diet is very interesting and intriguing to me. I wish I could. <laughs> okay, well, I, I can relate to live in, in that respect because what I used to do, and you're probably going to laugh at this, I used to eat a one kilo bag of spinach every single day with just eat it, just eat it like, like it was chips and I'd juice it. I'd have it on food. And I used to uh, do cheese sauce. I used to make some of the best cheese sauce ever. It was like a connoisseur of cheese sauce. Um, and then I used to pour it all over the spinach and I used to have that as like a mini snack. Uh, one kilo bag of spinach every day. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I can't. Yeah. I'm not with the cheese sauce, but I do love spinach. I love greens. I'm weird like that. Like I love my greens. It's not the taste. It's the feeling. It gives me a really great feeling. One thing I could never do was juice rocket and spinach together. Cause rocket had that kind of peppery sort of hot flavor to it. You never tried rocket. What's rocket. You never had rocket. Oh my goodness. You got to get your bum over to Australia. <laughs> if you love green food, rocket is like another healthy green, uh, I guess you could say vegetable. Yeah. It's a vegetable. Yeah. I'm probably Can getting, you get it in the States. Can I get it in LA? I'm not sure. You might be able to, I mean, LA is very like healthy centric, I believe. So have a, have a look at the stuff. Well, I think you might, you might like it, but yeah, I guess that kind of ruined what I was about to say, but <laughs> um, the the whole idea of having a a peppery, spicy uh, vegetable with there it is. That yeah. looks like arugula. Is it arugula? It is arugula. It's the same is thing. Rocket, I, I, arugula. Arugula. See, I've never heard of arugula. What what is arugula? <laughs> arugula. This is so funny. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> I, I Never love mind arugula. <laughs> I hate arugula. It you is too, like soap. You're right. It's like spicy <laughs> or like ginger. It's too spicy. Like it, it, if you put it in a salad, it kind of ruins the salad, in my opinion. Because I know I disagree. Because <laughs> <laughs> like salad's arugula. meant to be refreshing, like right? Like, I love all greens. Okay. I don't discriminate like against greens. Broccoli or broccoli? Do you say that? Broccoli. I'm from. Broccoli. I'm from. I'm probably the weird one that says broccoli. Interesting. <laughs> maybe it's is, is maybe that an it's me. Thing? No, I, no. Believe it or not, it's not an Australian thing. Because even some of my Aussie mates, they they tell me all the time it's broccoli, Jay, not broccoli. And I'll say, not nah, sorry, it's broccoli to me. <laughs> like so funny. it's like tomato versus tomato. Right. Um, I like broccoli. Broccoli. I like broccoli. <laughs> You're never gonna forget it now, Liv. <laughs> Both yeah, of you are. You're gonna be saying broccoli forever now, and you can say that was from my Aussie friend Jay in in, in Sydney. <laughs> he got a stuck on me. Broccoli and broccoli. You know. There you go. You learned two new things today from me, at least, <laughs> revolving around food. 
Okay. <laughs> Steering off this, this funny subject of food. Um, my final question for you both. This is my all time favorite question that I ask everyone at the end. It's a hypothetical one. Uh, but I want you both to imagine with me that you've been able to reach the age of 100. Now I know you're still quite young, but just imagine with me, uh, and your friends and your family have decided to put together a film for you of everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done. Don't ask me how in the world they got it all. We'll just call it magic for the sake of an argument, but they've been able to get it and show it to you both on your hundred birthday what do you want that film to say and to show about your life who wants to go first oh i have a pretty i have a pretty short answer but the joy that i felt that i made others feel and that we felt together Mm -hmm. i think like joy the happiness all that the success that we all feel that's mine love it i think same for me like that I loved and was loved deeply, you know? Yeah. Well, where can people connect with you both, learn more about you, find your music, all that wonderful stuff? Uh, mine's Brenna Damico, just my name on all platforms. And then my TikTok is also Brenny88, B-R-E-N-N-I-E-88. The love you live is, yeah. my, is my handle for everything. The love you live. That's a good handle. And Brenda That was an too. accident of a handle and we just we just kept it. We weren't gonna keep it. Oh, it just like I swear that is a title of a book in a movie. Is yeah. it actually? I swear it is. The love you live. Oh that it's got a dot. I will make it a make book it, in a make movie. It. Make, make it, it happen, please. I like, will. Before that'll be else playing at my hundredth birthday party. The yeah. love you live. Just remember yeah. this moment right now. <laughs> I will <Before> it started <laughs> started with an Instagram handle and then it, on a podcast Jay challenged you to write a book and make a movie from it you know yeah. I will yeah Actually, do I, it. Yeah, a special Jay, thanks to Jay <laughs> no I don't no, no need <laughs> it's all good but I want to say thank you both so much for your time today I've really enjoyed this conversation with you both uh, thank you for once again for joining me today on the Storybox podcast Thank you so much for having us. That was so much fun. I really don't like this part because it means that sadly we have come to an end of yet another story. I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guests today. It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you would like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on all podcast platforms. It is that easy. And if you did get something from today's guest, please do share it around with your friend or family member who you feel could benefit from hearing today's story. And before you go, I greatly appreciate it if you could spend 30 seconds leaving a rating review over on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to reaching more people and building this community of the Storybox. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one you heard today. Your support is always greatly appreciated. Until next time when we dive back into the Storybox, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you then. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 